Tzachim, Perik Dalad Mishnah Aleph, 4.1, a new chapter here, and this chapter will focus in the big picture on the topic of doing malacha, of working on the 14th of Nisan, an Erev Pesach. Um, we'll have an interesting side point for a number of Mishnahis talking about minhagim, various minhagim, that have nothing to do with Pesach necessarily. But in any case, here in the first mission, we down, lay down the rule regarding the minhag, the custom of not working on Erev Pesach, which existed in some communities. So our mission is going to be concerned with the question about what happens if you are out of town for this Pesach and the minhag in where you are currently conflicts with the minhag that you have back home. That is to say, some communities had the minhag of working on Erev Pesach and some didn't. In all events, make sure this is clear, we're talking about doing work in the first half of the day. The second half of the day on the 14th of Nisan really is very similar to the halachas of Chol HaMoed, and Chol HaMoed, the intermediate days of the Yom Tov, between the first and last day of Pesach, or two days in the case of the Chutzlart. Um, Chol HaMoed proper, Malach is totally forbidden. I think people miss this point, and even though it's not our topic, I want to make a get out of my soapbox for just a moment. During Chol HaMoed, Malacha is Asur, it's forbidden. There are exceptions to that rule where you're doing something for the sake of the Yom Tov, or it's a Davra Avid, you're going to lose out if you don't do it now, etc. But in general, working during Cholomot is forbidden. Do Malach, I should say. Now, that's essentially the same is true on Erev Pesach on the second half of the day after Chatzos, which is like a mini, like almost like it's a festive in nature, it's like a holiday. But the first half of the day, really it's permitted to do Malacha. However, many communities had a minhag not to do Malacha on Erev Pesach on the first half of the day because they were concerned people would get carried away with their work on Erev Pesach and not do their bior properly or their preparation for their matzahs properly or their preparation for their seder properly. Um, don't forget, there's a strong, essentially universal minute in the time of the Mishnah that they would bake their matzahs after chatzos. And there are even shitas, by the way, that it's not kosher to use matzahs that were made before chatzos, believe it or not. Nowadays, I think most people don't do that, but there are some who still are strict to make their matzahs in the afternoon, Erev Pesach. Be that as it may, the question is now, back to our basic question, what happens if your local custom where you are for this Pesach is in conflict with your minhag back home? So the Mishnah is going to say in one short answer, you keep the strictures of both. But here it says inside, In communities where the custom is to yes to malach on Erev Pesach in the first half of the day, then if you're there, go right ahead. If you're in a place where the menig is not to do malacha on Erev Pesach first half of the day, it's forbidden to do malacha because you have to conform to your local menhagim. This, by the way, I should have emphasized really before I started, is a really central point, point in Jewish law and Jewish life and Jewish worldview that we want to keep our menhagim going. We really want to have a tremendous fidelity to our traditions. Certainly, in the pre-Mishnaic era, when nothing was written down, essentially all we had to go on was our traditions. Um, nowadays, since halacha is codified, so minhagim might be slightly less important, but nevertheless, the basic principle is here is that a, a Jew is meant to hold on to his customs very tightly, not let them go so easily. And therefore, um, if you're in conflict, if back home where you came from, they would yes to malacha, but you move now to a place they don't do malacha. 
or if you come from a place where they didn't do malacha, la makam to a place where they did do malacha, nosen alav chumre makam sheyatsa misham, vechumre makam shalach lasham. We put upon him the strictures of both, meaning, in this case, whether or not, whether he his usual custom back home was not to do malacha, or his current locales custom not to do malacha. Either way, we forbid him to do malacha now. Okay. Now there's always a conflicting value of what Chazal referred to as mechsi kayura, which means um, looking, literally means ostensible arrogance, looking, you know, hubris, that you look like you're, you know, too big for your boots. Um, but that is, and that's a value to itself. We don't want, we want, there's the most ugly of all midos in the Jewish worldview is is gaiva's arrogance. Um, so we certainly don't want a person to even look like he's arrogant, let alone actually inculcate the meat of, of arrogance, thinking that he's he's what he isn't. Um, and therefore, sometimes you have to contend with that conflicting value. But in the case here, that's not an issue. In other words, if a person found himself in a community where they, yes, did do malacha, and he has a custom from back home not to do malacha, we're telling him here also he should not do malacha, being machmer, like his minhag from back home. And if you would say, well, that could be like the Mexicayura value that we concern that it looks like he's arrogant because everyone else is doing work and he isn't, the answer is there's no such concern, at least in this context, because if he's sitting around twirling with sums on Erev Pesach or playing backgammon or whatever he's doing instead of doing work, people will think, okay, the guy's unemployed, so he has no job to do, nothing to do, so that's why he's he's twirling his thumbs. They won't think he thinks he's too good to do malach on Erev Shabbos or the story is, on Erev Pesach, whatever the story is. Okay. Fine, so the guiding principle here is very simple then, which is you go machmer according to both minhagim. And now the Mishnah gives a reason why. Va'alishan adam, a person shouldn't deviate from the local customs, mipneha machlokas, because of machlokas, of infighting. And this is a major central Jewish value, of course, that we want communal harmony. Westerners who come from individualistic societies sometimes get a little uncomfortable with customs or practices or rules that infringe upon their personal freedoms. Um, but the Torah doesn't care about that so much. It's concerned about not just your fulfillment as an individual, but also for harmony as a community and for the larger community of Ola Israel. And that being the case, um, there's few things worse than machlokas. And that being the case, we want the local community to have a sense of harmony, and we don't want people to have variant customs, which would lead to uh, disagreements or worse. So therefore, we want people to have a common custom. Now, just one thing to be clear here, we're talking about a case, the whole context, the presupposition of our Mishnah is that we're talking about a person who's visiting a locale with a different minhag from his own, but he's only there um, temporarily, and he attends, in, intends at some point to go back home. If he is now in his new location indefinitely, and he has no intention to return back home. So then, essentially, he is to take on the minhagim of the new location and really, to, to some degree, abandon his old minhagim. Um, exactly how that would play out halach lamaisa would depend on a number of factors. So if that happens to you, you need to ask a local rabbi. Certainly, this question comes up every in Eretz Yisrael every year around the, the holidays, the regalim when people say, do I have to keep quote unquote keep one day or keep two days of Yom Tov, end quote. Um but uh not discussing that anymore over here. But it's certainly if it uh this is a complicated halachi issue, so ask your local Orthodox rabbi 
if it applies to you.